anybody excited about Vision Weekend next Sunday here at Impact Church? We got two people excited. That's good. That's good. We're excited about the entire month of January beginning 2018. It's going to be incredible. We got Vision Weekend. I'm excited about what God has already put on my heart a little while back to speak next Sunday. And uh, we also have 21 days of prayer and fasting. Who's excited about 21 days of prayer and fasting to begin the year? Some of you are kind of like, eh, I, don't, you know, I don't know. We're going to talk a little bit more about it next Sunday so we can get everybody on board. But I believe it's going to be a powerful time uh, in the life of our church. We did this last year. We did it uh, even the year before we launched the church with our launch team at the time. We went through this. And we want you to know and we want you to get this stuff, not, not because we just want it for you, okay? So what I'm about to tell you is strictly for you. We want you to be able to get the best out of this and everything that God has for you during that 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so back at the Impact Store, we have a 40-day devotional written by Mark Batterson. I don't know if you've ever heard of Mark Batterson or if you've ever read Circle Maker, but this is the devotional that goes along with that. It's called Draw the Circle. We've been through it with our team a couple of times. Uh, we've been, my wife and I have been going through it here recently again, and it is, it is incredible. I'm just telling you, I'm not just building it up. I really believe that it will build your faith up during this time. Even this week leading up to the fast and the 21 days during, and then as you finish it right after and you finish strong, I believe it's going to encourage you and build your faith. We also have the impact journals back there so that you can have something. Maybe you have a journal already. That's fine. But we have that available back there for you as well so that you can write down what you want out of the fast. Come on, how many of you believe it's important to write things down? If you don't write it down, if you're like me, you don't write it down, you'll forget it. <laughs> I won't remember in five minutes what you told me if I don't write it down. I'm just telling you right now. You write things down. This is what I'm expecting God to do. This is what I want God to do. This is what I'm desiring during these 21 days. And then you go back, and as God is answering prayer and God's doing things in your life and, and he's speaking to you during that time, you can write those thoughts down. It'll be something you can hang on to uh, for the rest of the year. We're just believing that as we give God the first and the best, do you believe this? That he's going to do what only he can do with the rest. As we give God the first, come on, I said, as we give God the first and the best, then he's going to do something incredible with the rest. Do you believe that God can do more with 11 months of your time than you can do with 12? Same thing with your money, with your finances. God doesn't need your money. And I'm not going here today, but God doesn't need your money. That, that's for you. That's put in place so that you can, you can, every time you get paid, every month, however you do it, that you can say, you know what, God, I put you first, I give to you first, and I believe that you can take care of all the rest of it. You can do more with 90% than I can do with 100. And so it's about putting your faith in Jesus. We're not going there today. I could, but we're not going there today. So we're excited about that. We've got Vision Weekend and 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, so you do not want to miss that. I also want to say I'm excited about today because I have the honor and the privilege. She's shaking her head at me. I have the honor and the privilege of introducing who is who is speaking to you today. And I believe, I'm telling you, I have. she got this word a little while back and she started sharing it with me and, and what God was putting on her heart to share. And as we've gone through these last couple of weeks and she's been preparing and getting ready for today, I have gotten a front row seat to what you're about to hear today, and I believe you need to lean in. Come on, look at somebody next to you and say, lean in. Come on, look at somebody next to you and actually say, lean in. <laughs> Pay attention. Open your heart. Open your ears. I believe that you are going to be encouraged, and you're going to be challenged, and you're going to leave here differently, 
and thinking differently than when you came in. So can we put our hands together this morning and welcome to the stage my wife, Amanda. Good morning. Is this on? <laughs> okay. So if this is your first time, I was just telling my husband, I said, I love seeing new faces, but they come on the Sunday when I speak, and I just say, come back next week. You will be encouraged, I promise. Um, next week, I I would highly encourage you to be here. Um, every year, God, um, Gabriel seeks the Lord to have a word for our church, and this year was taking ground. And um, I am excited about what God's put on his heart but I want to encourage you guys before we even get started. Maybe you're like, a word for the year? What are you even talking about? Ask the Lord to give you a word for the year, for your family, for yourself, because he'll do that. Um, this year was taking ground, and the goal was that we all believe the Lord for something that we were going to take ground in. Um, and so I only share this story today because... I believe that today God wants to encourage some people that are feeling a little hopeless or just anxious to get the next year started, hoping that it'll bring something better. So this year was taking ground, and one of the things that um, my husband and I were believing for was that our house would sell from where we moved, um, and we had been believing for that for three years. And this year, um, only two weeks ago, three weeks ago, just in the nick of time, how funny the Lord works, our household. So I want to encourage you guys today um, that it doesn't matter how long you've been waiting. It doesn't matter what you've been looking at. It doesn't matter what results you have. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter that we serve a big God. And that I just want to encourage you as you look into 2018 that you just believe for big things because this is, I truly believe, going to be an incredible year if we will just expect. So saying that, I'm going to pause and pray before I continue on because I want nothing that is not of him to come from my mouth. So God, we just thank you and we praise you for who you are. God, we thank you, Lord, that each and every person, for each and every person that's here, I thank you, Lord, that they're not here by accident, that you knew they were going to be here. And I pray, Lord, that as each word that comes from my mouth, Lord, that it'll be from you and what you want to say to your people today. God, we thank you for this opportunity to be together on the last day of the year. And I pray, Lord, that we just, um, we just look ahead for good things. That you renew our hope today, Lord, that people are encouraged today. We just thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bear with me. I have just got this cough that will not go away. So I am going to just talk right through it. So um, so I just have a few things. Have you ever felt like that you couldn't hear God? Maybe you felt like you just felt stuck. Maybe um, you were trying to be a good parent or trying to do well in something, but you just kept feeling like a failure. Or maybe you've been hurt badly legitimately hurt um, and you just feel you can't get past it. When our hearts are wounded, angry, bitter, or closed to people, our hearts are most likely closed to God as well. 
God must take us through hard things so that he can use us. So what I want to um, challenge you with today is that whether you feel lost, whether you're feeling hurting, whether you're feeling hopeless, whatever it is you may be feeling, that God wants to meet you, and I'm just hoping that you're encouraged by the word today. Um, the title of my message today is called The Power of Pause. And we are going to begin by defining the word pause. I'm a dictionary girl. I like the dictionary. And pause says is a temporary stop or rest, especially in speech or action. A comparatively brief stop, delay, or wait. Jesus went away to pause and pray so God could provide and give him what he needed. The main scripture, and if you heard me last time, I only speak a few times a year, but if you heard me last time I spoke, I shared this one. And, and as I was praying about it, I was like, Lord, they're going to think I don't know any other scripture in the Bible because I keep sharing from this scripture. It is one of my favorites, but I want to point out some new things that the Lord showed me through this. In Isaiah 40, 31, it says, But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, who look for, who hope for him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles. Mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. So I just want to point out the word at the very beginning. Excuse me for the shortness of breath. As you can tell, I'm slightly pregnant at this point. So... Huffing and puffing does happen at this point. But those who wait, those who wait for the Lord, those who wait for the Lord, what happens when we wait for the Lord? When we wait for the Lord, it says that we shall change. He says that we will renew our strength. He will renew our strength and our power. That we will not be weary and we will not faint or become tired. And maybe you're like me today and you say, but I am tired. I do feel weary. I don't feel changed. I don't feel empowered. I don't know. Maybe that's the way that you feel today. But I want to pose a thought to you that the word wait is mentioned 106 times in the Bible. And I believe that if you heard the definition that wait and pause go hand in hand, it's basically the same thing. So that we have to pause and meet with God daily so he can give us the power that we need for each day. The Bible mentions countless stories, but one of the there's a few stories that I just want to kind of hit on. One of them being the story of Moses and when he split the Red Sea. And we've all heard it if you've been in Sunday school at all, or even if you haven't, you've, you've probably heard the message. But when he parted the Red Sea, he had to pause to hear the Lord tell him which direction to go. First, he had to pause to lead the Israelites that way. But he had to pause to split the Red Sea, to do it the way that God said. Then, I love in that scripture where he says that he walked, they walked on dry ground. How many of you know it would have been a miracle in the first place had they walked on muddy ground? But the fact that the Lord went as far to give them dry ground to walk on, it's incredible. It's incredible what the Lord does. And that, I noticed this part in the scripture, and, you know, Gabriel, he's the big Bible guru, you know, whatever you want to say, but I, I was telling him, I said, have you ever noticed how in this scripture, the passage where it talks about Moses, that it says that God, God hardened the heart of the Pharaoh. He hardened his heart so they would come after him, 
So the Egyptians would chase after the Israelites. So, I mean, we wonder why in the world would God do that? Why would God harden his heart to get them to chase him? And this is what I believe. It's so that God can show us the power. So you're facing something today. And God allows things to happen because he wants to show you his power. But the reality of it was, in this story, the Egyptians never touched the Israelites. Never came near them. The Israelites saw them, started freaking out. They were like, why did you lead us this way? We're going to die Now we're definitely going down. But it says that in the word it says that they began to come across and that the Lord told Moses to put down his staff and the sea closed. And even the Lord went as far that he said that the people, the Egyptians, washed up on the side of the sea where the Israelites could see, see the Egyptians dead. Not part of them, every single one of them. So then there's also Peter casting the net. He had to pause to hear, to hear Jesus say. Jesus is on the boat with him, and he says, cast your net again. And he said, why? I've done it countless times. I've not caught a thing. But what happened when he paused? He heard the Lord say, he heard Jesus say this. He threw his net over, and his net almost broke because of how many fish filled his net. In the Old Testament, the Israelites had to pause to gather manna every morning. They thought they were going to die of starvation, but they didn't. It says that the disciples didn't recognize Jesus as he walked with them because they were downcast. How many of you have ever felt downcast in life? Spiritual funk or emotional, you know, you're just going through a lot of stuff. But what I believe is that we miss a lot of things that are right in front of our faces. Because just like the disciples, they didn't even know they were walking with Jesus because they were downcast. They were so focused on how they felt that they were missing who was right in front of them. When we fight the pause, we miss the miracle and the mess and the joy and the journey because God rarely reveals himself to people that are rushed. Have you ever paused a movie for your child? If you have children, have you ever paused a movie? I don't know about in your house, but in my house it's like the world is coming to an end. How dare a movie be paused to clean your room? I mean, it's pausing. You're not going to miss anything. Or maybe you're the, maybe you pause the movie yourself. Excuse me. Maybe you pause the movie yourself. In my situation, it's normally me asking my husband, will you pause it so I don't miss anything? And then he has to sit there. And it always feels like forever. You know, I just go put a load in the dryer or something, you know, but it feels like forever. But it, you know, even with my kids, when they make a big deal about the pause, the reality is we're always like, if I don't pause it, then you're going to miss it. If I don't pause this, you're going to miss the details in the story. And that is the thought I want to pose to you today, that when we don't take the time to pause, that we miss things that God wants to give us. So what happens when we pause? What does God give us when we pause? And there are three points that I want to give you today. Three things God gives us. God prepares us. He gets us ready physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it is. He prepares us. And many times, including myself, I say, I've just got to prepare myself. I don't know many of you that know us. It's, it's funny when I don't speak many. I think this is my third, maybe fourth time of, the, of this year to speak. But um, I thought, Lord, the timing of this is just ironic for us. Um, but many of you know that we have been fostering for the past seven months, and um, 
So a couple weeks ago, we found out that she's going to be moved and going to be going into custody of somebody else. And I said I wasn't going to do this. And I told my husband I was going to avoid this story because I didn't want to cry. But because I was not going to be that pregnant girl, you know, up here on stage crying. But here I am. But I found it so ironic that the Lord would lay this on my heart to continue to share at this time because he had given it to me quite a while ago. But that God prepares us. And, you know, I found myself before it happened, I was like, I've got to prepare myself. I've got to prepare myself. But the reality is we don't prepare ourselves. God prepares us. And God only prepares us when we pause. And as hard as it's been, as many tears as we've cried, God has prepared our hearts. And I remember just days before going in, as much as I was praying, I told Gabriel, I said, I have a feeling it's coming. I'm getting my last cuddles. She had been cuddling me way more and and all that. And leave it to my dad. He knows it's going to continue to happen. Uh, (laughs) um, But that God had already prepared my heart. And when we sat there in the waiting room and, and Gabriel looked at me, he said, it's happening, isn't it? I said, it is. But the reality was, was as much as it hurts, God prepares us. And, you know, when we come to things in our lives, we've got to trust that he'll prepare us when we take the time to pause. Second Peter 1.3 says that his divine power has given us everything required for life. And godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. His divine power has given us everything required. So it means that you don't come to anything in your life that he hasn't given you. Or that he won't give you if you'll just pause to allow him to give it to you. So one, he prepares us. Two, he provides for us. God provides while we pause. He may provide financially. And sometimes maybe you say, I've been looking for financial, but that's not what I'm getting. And maybe it's because he wants to just provide for you physically or mentally or emotionally. A lot of times his provision doesn't look the way that we think it's going to look. And he wants to provide for you, but he will provide for you in the pause. We all know the scripture. Matthew 6:33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all other things will be added. Only after we pause and pursue him do all those things become added. All those things that we, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So we seek him first. And then he adds those other things. It may even just be perspective. I don't know about you, but even even in this situation with us, with Ariel, um, it's it's had to be a shift in our perspective. We've had to shift Allow the Lord to shift our perspective of the the positives in it, the what he used us to do, but his perspective. He will give us his perspective if we will just allow him to. You know, at the end of this song that they sang today, Take Courage, at the end of it, I don't know if you noticed it, but Gabriel, he mentioned, he just sang this little part, said, miracles happen when we fix our eyes on Jesus. And that's just the reality of it. When we seek him, Big things happen. And it may not be big things that we're looking for, but big things happen. And number three, so number one, he prepares us. Number two, he provides for us. Number three, he protects us. This last semester, we just finished up the Armor of God study, um, the women did. And she mentioned about the soldiers and... 
excuse me. Sorry, guys, bear with me. Um, she mentioned about the sh- soldiers, and they did this thing called turtle formation. My husband and I love war movies, but I'd still never heard this. Um, so she had mentioned about the turtle formation and what they do. So the soldiers will be going, and they'll be walking along and fighting, and they would notice that the people that they were fighting against would be beginning to shoot arrows. And a lot of times, arrows with fire on them. So they would pause. They would pause and group up with their shields, throw them up to protect themselves. But if they hadn't taken the moment to pause, the arrows would have, you know, of course, began hurting them. But they grouped up. And so when God, when we take the time to pause, God protects us. He may protect our hearts, our minds. I mean, so many things. Our bodies physically, we've talked about so many times where we'll be running behind and just trusting maybe that God knew we missed a wreck maybe God knew you know whatever it was but God will protect us God will protect us and so Isaiah 41:10 says do not be afraid i am with you i am your god let nothing terrify you i will make you strong and help you i will protect you and save you And that's what, I mean, I believe that no matter what the protection may look like, that the Lord will protect you. He'll protect. Maybe he's ended a relationship that you're heartbroken by. Maybe, you know, honestly, I have no idea. Only God knows what's happening in your life. But I believe no matter what it is, that sometimes those those things where he closes the door or maybe we're really disappointed because of a delay, that it's really God's protection in play in our lives. So the big question to me then is what do we do when we pause? What do we what do we do? So okay, he's going to prepare me, he's going to protect me. Um I am now he's going to prepare me, protect me. And I'm going to get the other one. Sorry guys. Um Is it back behind me? Yes, thank you. He's going to provide for me. He's going to prepare us, provide for us and protect us. But what do we do when we pause? This statement, it just says a change of place, but a change of pace plus a change of place equals a change of perspective. God trusts most those that know him best, and those that know him best have spent the most time with him. So what do we do when we pause? That was by Mark Batterson, by the way, um, one of his books that I'm reading right now, and it's just incredible. But So what do we do? We take time to, number one, we worship. And worship may look like that we may put on a CD, we may put a song on on our, on our phone, whatever it may be. Um, maybe we get on our knees, maybe we lift our hands, or maybe we just sit there. But it's about posturing our heart to hear him um, because he's near. He's always near. Number two is we pray. Maybe you write in your journal, like Gabriel was talking about um, what's going on, what you're looking for the Lord to do during your prayer time. But today I want to post to you more than pray that we listen. Because I am, I am, I, I like to talk. I could, I could chat with you all day. Um, but I think that many times we get so busy in life and even with praying that we spend our time talking, but Prayer is actually a conversation that we have. And the only way that conversation is actually had is if we pause to listen. 
um, in the book Whisper by Mark Batterson, once again, he said, if you want to hear the heart of God, silence is key. If you want the Spirit of God to fill you, be still. Listening doesn't happen by default. It happens by design. So I want to pose to you that, yes, we pray, we talk to him. He wants to hear how we feel, what we're thinking, what's going on, even though he knows he says he wants to hear from us, but that we pause to listen. Because I don't know about you, but I need to know what he has to say. I need to know. It may be that you've got to have a hard conversation that you know you've been waiting to have. And God wants to give you the words to say, but he can't do it if we're so busy talking and we don't pause to listen. You know, maybe it's the fact that um, you just, you don't know which job to take or whether to try for a new job or whatever. Whether to have that conversation with your boss or, you know, whatever it may be, to end a relationship. But if we will pause to listen, God will speak to you and tell you exactly what you need to do. Number three, so number one, we worship in the pause. Number two, we pray, but we mainly listen and number three, we read, we read his word. And it seems like an obvious, but I think so many times we miss it, you know, because it's like, oh, it's the word, but I don't understand it. I don't get what it's saying. Um, but I believe that, I mean, it can be even as simple as a verse. But it says in his word that it won't return void. And even if you feel like you don't understand it, keep reading it because it won't return void. If we don't throw out the lies and worldly thinking and sin in our lives, they will choke out the word of God that needs to grow deep and strong in our hearts. Waiting and pausing isn't just about our delay for a change, for that answer in prayer, or whatever. It's about learning to truly wait and pause daily, daily. You know, we're all familiar with it, Luke 11:3, or most of us are in the, the Lord's Prayer. There's this one part where he says, give us this day our daily bread, our daily bread. It's because we need his bread daily. You know, I'm, I'm not a huge breakfast eater. I'm normally the girl that's like, grab my little bar in the morning and run out the door. Um, but whether you're that person or you're the eggs and bacon person or whatever, um, you know, you don't eat breakfast tomorrow morning. You're not going to get up and eat breakfast and then expect it to last you all day. Or maybe you do. My dad does that sometimes, and I don't know how that works. But I like food too much for that. But either way, <laughs> you, don't, you don't eat that one meal and expect it to last you all day. Or for that matter, all week or a couple of days. Because that meal is for that time. And that's what I want to post to you today is that we have to pause daily so that God can give us what we need for each and every moment. We have to pause, even at this last day of the year, taking the time to pause. Because how many of you know, I'm sure you could give me a whole list of things. I could give you a whole list of things, of things that keep me busy. But just as I said earlier, that God rarely speaks to those that are rushed. And if we don't take the time to pause and allow him to speak, allow him to, to give us what we need, then we're always going to feel like we're lacking. We're always going to feel misled. So how do you know if you need to pause? Are you spending time daily with him? I get it. I've, we've got kids at home, and I could give you thing after thing after thing after thing of why I can't. But the reality is, is I need it because I'm a better mom because of it. I'm a better wife because of it. 
I'm the woman of God that God wants me to be because of it. We have to seek him daily. We have to make it work because we need him. Is your relationship with God today, is it surviving or is it actually thriving? That answer is completely up to us. We get to decide the answer to that. Because if we're not spending time with him daily, naturally we're going to feel like we're in survival mode all the time. But when we spend time with him daily, he will give us what we need. When we take the time to pause, he will give us exactly what we need. Are you taking time to find power that you need in the pause daily? Pausing equals peace. The peace that Jesus gives is not the absence of trouble, but it is the confidence that he is there with you always and will somehow work all things together for your good. So we know that in times when we're not feeling at peace, maybe you feel super angry and you're that person today that that you're like, I can't hear his voice, I'm struggling for whatever, or maybe you're not angry, maybe you're, you're good, and life's going good, but can I tell you that tomorrow will bring enough, another, another run at it, you know, you, you run into something, but even if it's not bad, even in the good, we need God's guidance, we need his preparation, we need his protection, we need his provision, it's always needed, and so as, as I wrap up, just to be reminded that because when we pause, when we pause, God will always prepare us. Will the worship team come, please? Prepare us, provide for us, and protect us. We're going to sing this song one more time, the Take Courage. And I know it's new, so it's kind of unfamiliar. But, you know, when I listened to it previous to preparing for this message, I always thought, oh, it's in the waiting. It's in the waiting when I'm, I'm waiting for that answer. That, that he's going that I, that I need to take courage. But the one thing that I felt like the Lord just kept saying about this song was that it's in our waiting in our time with him. It's in our pauses that he prepares us. It's in our pauses that we can take courage. It's in our pauses that we fix our eyes on him. You know, whether it's a moment-to-moment pause, I don't know about you, but I mean, some moments in the day where I'm like, I feel like I'm losing it and I cannot get another thing done, everything keeps falling apart, that we just pause and say, God, you know what I need right now. Can you please help me? My sister and I were laughing this morning because she texted me, she said, I can't find my keys. And I started laughing and then we were both talking about it. She just said, I just go, Holy Spirit, show me where my keys are. Come on, I need help. Where are my keys? He wants to do that, you know, even in the little things. And I believe more than anything today that as we end 2017, that you allow yourself to hope again. You allow yourself to expect good things because God's word says that he wants to be good to us. And maybe you look at it and you say, I am blessed. It is good. Well, then ask the Lord, God, what do you want to do? What do you want to do this coming year? Maybe you say, I feel like I'm, I mean, everything's good. Well, then, God, do you want to do something more? Do you want to use me in something new? Because I believe that where if we're, if we're comfortable, then we're not, we're not growing. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with comfort. Awesome, if you feel great about your life. But I believe that God has 
a plan and a purpose for each of us, even those that couldn't make it today. And he wants to use you. And I had a sweet, sweet lady that she reminded me in one of our book studies that a lot of times we overthink what we think God wants to do with us. And it's in those small day-to-day things that God uses us in. So whether whatever it is you do, if, if you're, you know, you work 95% of the time or, you know, uh, you know like I said, for me, it, it's being a mom. It, if you go to school, it doesn't matter. Ask the Lord, what do you want to do with me? What do you want to use me in? Or if it's a challenge you're facing today, God, I need you to prepare me. I need you to provide for me, and I need you to protect me, and he will each and every time. So today, if you're not feeling those things, if you're not feeling prepared, if you're feeling, maybe you feel scattered, maybe you feel lost, maybe you feel at your wit's end, I would encourage you to pause and ask him, listen, pause, and take the time to worship him. Pause and take the time to pray, but most of all, listen. Pause and take the time to read his word. I love just the sweet, small ways that he'll speak to us. We were watching a movie the other day, and I laughed, and I said, you know, it's funny, this came to my mind. God God will do that. He'll just do those little things. Would you stand with me today? God, we just thank you for who you are. God, we just, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be together, to worship you. God, we thank you for 2017. God, we thank you for the good. God, but we even thank you for the bad and the ugly, Lord, because we know, Lord, that that, it is through those struggles, Lord, that you use us, that you change us, that you grow us. But God, I pray, Lord, that we take the time to pause today to see the miracles. God, the Israelites, when the Red Sea was split, all they saw was the mess. They saw the Egyptians. They were terrified. But oh, the things we miss when we're so focused on the mess. God, help us to pause today in the midst of the busy, in the midst of the rush, so that we can hear you so that we can feel you, so that we can know, we can know that you are there. God, we thank you, Lord, that you want to be good to us. And right now, I just, I just pray, Lord, that you just begin to stir a word in each and every person's heart today. Maybe it's a new thing or maybe it's not. But God, even as we seek you, we don't, God, we we love the word for our church. But God, I pray, Lord, that you even just give each person individual words for their family. It could just be as simple as as peace or or fresh or, or new or whatever. The word that you want to do in their lives, may we stand on it, may we hope for it, may we believe for it. We thank you, Lord, that you are a good provider. 
And God, I pray, Lord, that we look to you, not with expectations, but God, just trusting and knowing that in the waiting, Lord, that you provide for us. In the waiting that you protect us and in the waiting you prepare us. And we can trust in that. We can stand on that today. That we will take courage today. That you are in the waiting. In Jesus' name.